Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to podcast 2187. And this is episode 198. I had to check, but that's where we are very close to the kind of a big milestone. Anyway, we're here. We're ready to talk about a bunch of things that have been happening recently. Um, it's kind of a good time for like the Disney Plus scene with Star Wars because tonight we have all of the following that we at least can talk about. We'll see if we will. We have The Bad Batch. We have Visions. We have The Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, Andor, Mandalorian Season 3. Probably a couple other things that I'm not even thinking about right now. But all of that is stuff that is on the table for us to get to. And we'll see what we what we get with here. But first things first, as always. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tim. It's been a long time. Yeah. But at the same time... I don't know. It doesn't feel like, like, like it felt like a long time when we're not recording. Now that we're talking to each other, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. You know what I mean? Well, you and I are always still friends, so it doesn't really make a difference. It's not like we don't, uh, it's not like just because we're not recording, we don't speak to each other. It's like, man, I forgot you existed. This yeah, morning. I know. <laughs> uh-uh. That is true. That is true. Um, so anyway, yeah. How's it going? It's how, going how good. Yeah, uh, I actually have some. What is it? Maybe low eighties, high seventies weather here. Um, nice. It, it figures the first summer that I actually moved to Idaho. It is the hottest summer on record. <laughs> Just to welcome you. <laughs> yeah, it has the most. It had the most number of uh, days over a hundred degrees. And it is one of the worst fire seasons. Uh, the area I'm in is just like a big suck. To where it's it's uh, it's called the Treasure Valley, and so it's where all the smoke from California and and uh, and Oregon likes to reside. It just comes here and just hangs out. So luckily, there's been a bit a little bit of wind. It's blowing away some of the smoke, but not really. Well, but like nice I said, today. there's there's no better way to welcome you, right? No, and COVID in full force here. Um, my wife just has how many people today? So my wife does COVID testing uh, as part oh, yeah. of her job. And of the, what was it? At the time I talked to her over the first 20 people that had come in, uh, what was it? 12 people were positive. So it's not a good percentage. Ratio. It's not. The, <laughs> the, percent, the percentage was never like this uh, on the last wave before we took off our masks. So. Well, you know what? We've got a lot of good stuff to be talking about tonight. First thing being the Bad Batch, because we've had the end of season one, which we can officially say is, that's like an official way to call it season one instead of just the Bad Batch, because there will be a season two, which they confirmed will be coming out next year in 2022. So, Which, which uh, of the Bad Batch wouldn't get vaccinated? <laughs> uh... I that you know I haven't thought about that before. I'll be honest. Um, have, have, have you thought about for, that at all? For or? a second, for a second, I was going to say crosshair, but then I'm like, no, good soldiers follow orders. So, so I don't know. I mean, technically, uh, it's. I feel, and I feel like I think they I probably I, all would. Well, I feel like initially, because going through each of them, I feel like initially Hunter would, would be like, I don't know, but he could be like convinced over time, you know? He'd um, be convinced by Omega. Right, right, right. Um, and then let's see, Wrecker. Uh, I don't he think. Would. 
yeah, I don't think that'd be much of an issue. No, I don't think he would just be like, "Hey, get on, get on me, come on." I feel like Tech would be the one to like bring up the idea in the first place. So just by process of elimination, maybe Echo. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so Bad Batch, (laughs) as as an entirety for season one, how did you like a premiere debut season for the show? I thought it was really, really solid. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think it's, it's obviously, it's obviously better than Rebel season one. Yeah. Uh, it might, I don't want to say it's better necessary than Clone Wars season one, because Clone Wars season one had more of the characters that I love. Right. I know what you mean, though. Cause, cause, cause I was going to say something similar, where, like, I, I think as far as Star Wars shows go, this was the best debut season for what it offers as a debut season um because with clone wars and rebels they both developed and advanced and got really improved and and just better as they went over time season over season right uh this is a really good starting ground like most of the other shows this would be like a season three with where they're starting so yeah i'm interested if they're just starting at a higher level and they will continue the same pattern of just getting better and better as it goes or are they just figuring new method we're just going to start really good <laughs> i don't know but well it's funny cuz i remember them saying that at one point about midway through the season i think it was right around the cad bane episodes uh-huh to where they're like this is where we all started working from home um uh-huh. because of covid and I honestly thought you could see a difference. You know, I, I think I think I didn't notice that, but that's interesting. I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear about that either, though. Yeah, I remember. I forget who tweeted it, and it was pretty much midway through the season. It was one of the one of the people were like, "This is this is the first episode that we worked on like during the pandemic once we shut down." And honestly, I, for for me, it's like okay, I thought the standalone stories were fine. You know, the they always used to say the monster of the week stories. But it was just uh-huh. like just the average, you know, I don't want to say filler because I still enjoyed it. But the average stories that you could really place some of these stories where they go on missions, you could almost take these stories out and shuffle them maybe four episodes later or two episodes before, and it really wouldn't affect any of the stories. Right. You, you know what I mean? I, I, right. I thought those were fine. But when they really got into the, the nitty gritty of here's what the Empire is doing. And here's how they're shutting down, you know, uh, with a Topoka. Topoka? No? That sounds right. The city, uh, the Camino City, when they're starting to shut it down and move people around. And once, you know, they have, uh, I think the the Hera episode was phenomenal. I love that episode so much. What did you think of it? I thought it was really good. Um, Like, very enjoyable. It was, you know, I'm kind of like with Mandalorian. I'm curious how people to Hera who had never seen Rebels. I feel like there aren't a lot of people watching Bad Batch who didn't watch Rebels, but there are some, of course. And I'm that I was wondering about that, how that, you know, influenced their perspective of her if they didn't know who she was before this introduction. Um, I don't think you really well, needed to know who she was, though. No, no, but as far as, like, I mean, same thing with like Bo-Katan and, and Mandalorian, same thing. You don't need to know who she is, but you have different perspectives depending on if you have seen Clone Wars or not before you saw her in Mandalorian. Oh, sure, sure. But I feel like uh, one of the one of my biggest take well not takeaways but one of the things that struck me the most and this is going to sound really random but I really really liked the lighting in the opening scene for Gregor's episode 
when he's like running through the forest, like that lighting and that, I don't know. I thought oh, it was yeah. great. And that really struck me when I was watching like, this is so solid <laughs> visually. I love it. Um, that and like the music for the same episode was really, really awesome too. Well, I, I like that they, that they're using, uh, um, uh, Kiner's sons for a lot of it too. I, I, I don't know how much yeah. Kevin Kiner actually does, uh, in it, but his sons definitely are the ones with the uh, electronica music and the synthesizers and, and the and the keyboards and that's seriously my favorite part of this because I don't feel that I need the classical Star Wars music with this anymore. Oh, but what's what's interesting too is that the only bits that they've used really from classical Star Wars music is the original uh, Vader music from A New Hope that like Jikino also used in Rogue One, so it's not like oversaturated Star Wars music. It's oh almost... yeah, the yeah, sounds borderline Tchaikovsky. Yeah, that's like all the things, and it fits really well. But it's not like the oversaturated stuff. I think it might have been the Gregor one also. Oh, that was so good because yeah, because even though it was meant initially as like sort of Vader and Empire, I mean, it fits so perfectly with you know, the stormtroopers and the foot soldiers and, and the, the empire of this time. Yeah, like early empire era. Right, especially when they say, you know, initially it's like Darth Vader's theme, comma, the Imperial March. Well, okay, yes, it's the Imperial March, but it's honestly Darth Vader's theme. Right. I like I like having these other themes that are callbacks to the empire that, you know, or especially the, what was the, the it was that little chime that they used to use in the transitions in Star Wars, A New Hope. Da, 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 when they transition like with wipes to uh, yeah. the Death Star. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like those little those little like cues that make you think of the Empire. I, I like that stuff. And they did really good with it here. Yeah. No, I, I agree for sure. Like that was that was great. I, I mean, the the bad bad the first couple episodes were really good at setting up um a post episode three, post Clone Wars era right and then the middle episodes felt like they were really good at just bringing some hype whether it's cad bane or hera or anybody saw guerrero no matter who it is like bringing in these people it was kind of cool and exciting because it didn't necessarily feel forced it was almost like a you know highlight of the week <laughs> seeing each different person which was fine and then the last few episodes are really good at um serving as a transition to early empire days and also at the end I, let's talk about this too um one of the last people that we see in season one is wearing the same uniform that i forget his name right now but the scientist in mandalorian war who yes. was working on grogu it's the same uniform yes. and since they have uh uh i think it was lama sue what's her name uh now let's say now let's say, since they have her now, I think the heavy implications, correct me if I'm wrong, or if there's anything I'm missing here, but I feel like they're heavily, heavily implying, basically saying that she's going to start the programs that we later see in Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker, all this cloning process that they start working on for the Emperor, right? Well, yeah. And, 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 and Grogu? Possibly. So, Tim, here's the other thing. I know you're not online that much anymore. At least, if you are, you're you're incognito. Right. <laughs> did you see what planet that is? Uh, I I I think I did. It was uh, wasn't it from the Thrawn trilogy or something? Yes, I thought. Isn't that your favorite like trilogy or whatever? 
Yeah, it is. I just I haven't read it in like ten years, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's what uh, I don't even know how to pronounce him, Joris Saboeth or whatever. Yeah, it's his. Yeah, it's, it's where he was from. Yeah, yeah, the planet. So I don't know what they're doing there. I feel yeah. I don't. I mean, my first reaction when I found out about that was feeling like okay. I feel like there's more of a background Easter egg thing that's not gonna have any implications but i mean at the same time it could if they wanted it to well and and the other thing is is that is that obviously it's a start you know we don't know whether we don't know where they're going with a lot of this stuff so so feloni's still involved with this and obviously feloni's involved with what he's doing over in the mandalorian right and the other the other thing we haven't talked about is how i think there was the there was a poster that came out recently with uh, Luke and Grogu building his lightsaber. Now, I don't know if you saw that poster or not. Yeah, I thought that was fan-made, though. Nope. It is officially Lucasfilm licensed oh. uh, piece well, of art. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, are they setting up things here that are going to lead into things there? Because you could have a version of the Thrawn trilogy with the Rebels crew, because they're off looking for Thrawn anyways, and Ezra. Yeah. And and Luke. I mean, obviously you're not going to bring in a CGI hand or Leia or anything like that. But they did also, the other thing that happened while we weren't talking is, um, or we weren't recording, excuse me, was they, um, you remember that guy who does a really good deep fake? Yeah, yeah, I saw he got hired by Lucasfilm. Yeah. Right. He got hired by Lucasfilm. He ended up doing a better version of, you know, the season finale of Mandalorian than than Lucasfilm did. And so if they are doing something Luke and Grogu related that's live action, that guy's gonna come in handy. So I I don't know which way they're going. It, it almost seems like they're the next little thing that Filoni's working on is tying stuff to the sequel trilogy, like you said. That would be kind of interesting if, because I know people have talked about that for a while. If they would ever do like a, a live action Luke in this era, you know, it would be Sebastian Stan. Would they do the the CGI deep fake type of stuff? Like, how would they do it? And for a while there, I know Lucasfilm took the position of we're not going to touch him as a character in that era, at least for now. Um, now that was a few years ago, back when like the sequels were still coming out. I think Pablo Hidalgo had said that at the time. But, like, that can very clearly change. I mean, they've already done it with Mandalorian, even though it's not his own show, but they've already opened that door now, you know? So, right. And, and they've had their, they've had their A list character, because arguably Grogu is more, Grogu is bigger than Ray, Finn, uh, Kylo, you name it. From the stuff that Disney has created, I would say Grogu is probably the biggest character. I mean, as far as like pop culture impact right now, I mean, yeah, honestly. Well, and and I I would be curious to see, I see you know, more Grogu on random shirts than I do see Ray ever. Right. And you, just, you like, know, the mugs and, and products and right and little kids backpacks and like you know Mandalorian toothpaste. I mean, that's the stuff that's going to continue on for a while. And yeah. so to just they just pulled their character off the board. For a while, I mean, obviously they're going to have to continue this story somehow, and I wouldn't be surprised if there is something coming. Maybe, maybe they, you know, with the rumor that they are, they're not going to have the what is it, the um, 
uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Right. Maybe the new show that ties into all that is going to be a Luke and uh, Grogu show. I mean, there that's that's quite possible, honestly. I could see that. And you can it, have him with his hood on most of the time. Yeah, but the only other question with that, let's just say that they do it as like a six-episode miniseries like Kenobi is, right? Do you get Mark Hamill to do it like he did in Mandalorian? Because he has said he's basically done with the character for now. But again, that was before he did it in Mandalorian. So do you think he comes to do a six-episode thing, or do they get somebody else to do it? I I don't think he's done with the character at all. At all. I, I mean, I, I think I, I'd be down if he's not. Why? Why would he? This is a totally a different situation to where he's actually got, you know, he'll be playing the character for the most part. They're just gonna de-age him. And he's again already worked with these people. Seems to like it. He was a big fan of the Mandalorian. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, I mean, I, I, if I'm Mark Hamill, I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing it. But you know, well, and I, and I also not, think. <laughs> well, but I also think for I also think for Mark Hamill, this is the opportunity for him to have to, for people to see Luke. Uh, as a as a badass Jedi, right. you know, in 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 his prime, right after after Return of the Jedi, and and you know whether you like Return of the Jedi or not, I'm sure people would like to see that. Everybody got to see the badass Darth Vader. You know, there's no there's no end to Darth Vader stuff because you just put a mask on most people and you get James Earl Jones to do the voice or somebody who sounds like him, and there you go. But it's a little bit more difficult for Luke, so I think if the technology is there, I think he'd be down. I, I would hope so. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, that's what I would like. I, I want to see that. Um, does because I don't see it. You know, we're talking we're talking about Bad Batch still. I don't see them making a Luke and Grogu show. You know, do you? I, I know they're working on more animated shows besides Visions or. Um, the Bad Batch, but do you see them using that as an animated show if the technology is there for them to do something else, live action? The only way I would see that happening is if Mark Hamill would say, I'm okay voicing, but I don't want to do an entire like six-episode series or something like that. I could right. see them then offering, all right, well, let's do an animated one. We'll have you voice the character. Other than that, uh, I think it would be every advantage to being live action. I agree. What what did you think before we transition out? What did you think of uh, Cad Bane and Fennec Shand? Since we're talking about Mandalorian and all that stuff, in uh, Bad was, Batch, I thought it was great. And I know after the Cad Bane episode had come out, I saw people were speculating if he's going to be involved in the Book of Boba Fett or not. Because now oh, we know God, he's I hope so. Well, like now we know he's alive, and in theory, he's already had his duel with Boba Fett. Because I'm sure you noticed when he took his hat off, he had like a, a metal plate in the same area of his head where he would have been shot. Yep. Yep. So they're like, again, theoretically in a canon timeline, that's already happened. So he survived it. So let's get him in the book of Boba Fett. I think that would be wonderful. I'd love to see it. Do I expect it at this point? Not really. But I mean, I don't know. Do you think it could happen? Oh, Absolutely. Like you said, now that they've made him alive, you know, here's a couple things that I think are going to happen. I think at some point we'll still get a couple, maybe a two-hour or a or a six-episode uh, uh, young Boba Fett series, where it kind of does that Cad Bane him arc, you know, because because the right. the the voice acting's already done, 
the layouts are there. All they have to do is start plugging in this amazing uh, computer animation that they have and start people going from there and, and filling, filling it in. I think it'd be a great show to just automatically do. Right. So I think they're going to keep him. And, and for me, watching Boba Fett and Django have, like, you know, the old Western duel. Oh, I mean, I mean, I love that Cad Bane out-dueled Hunter. Because he should. Yeah. Yeah. He should. I agree. You know, I was ready for, I was ready for Hunter to win because it's, it's the hero's show. But it was like, okay, this is good. I mean, I agree with that completely. That That's basically what I would expect also. And then seeing him win, you're like, this is again how it's supposed to be on paper. He should. <laughs> you know, I'm happy that they didn't like compromise Cabane's character because he would be more expendable to Bad Batch than he was in Clone Wars. You know what I mean? And if, if anything, I mean, with the with the updated character model and you see just he, he fully looks like Lee Van Cleef as far as the I mean, he looks more straight out of a spaghetti western now with the tassels and the and the and the designs of the vest and everything you know so so it was really good and yeah. i think that you know it, it wouldn't take much to explain who he is to somebody who's just barely watched anything you know if all you've watched is the mandalorian and you vaguely know who boba fett is when you start watching the book of boba fett if they bring in cad bane as his former mentor slash man who you know screwed him over right that's all you need to know you've seen enough westerns you know the drill well and plus the the entire setup that we have so far for the book of boba fett is kind of based on spite of him sitting in jabba's throne right so it would make sense for part of the show being about i'm back i'm stronger than ever and i'm like cleaning my slate from stuff from my past which would, would very much include cad bane this is oh hold on I'm stuttering what I didn't think about and some of you I'm sure has mentioned somewhere this could be like um, you've seen Kill Bill actually no <laughs> okay but but so she has a list of people she's gonna kill right so she's going down the list it's you know that's a common a common trope or whatever so perhaps the book of Boba Fett is everybody in his life who screwed him over like you said right and he's just okay Java's done. Bib Fortuna is done. Who am I going after next? You know, maybe we'll see him go after Bosk. And maybe that's how we do get flashbacks of, here's, you know, what Bosk screwed him over. So he's just going down his list of people that need to die. And with Robert Rodriguez being a heavy influence in this show also, he's a, is he the showrunner for it? Or like the uh, one of the showrunners. One of the showrunners and executive yeah. producers. Yeah. So with him being involved with it, you would think there would be some form of just like, you know, epic takedowns that he does, right? Did you see who's the cinematographer or on at least some of the episodes? I did. I'm trying to remember now, but I did see. It may not, it may not mean much to the average person, um, but it's Dean Cundy. And he's done like everything. <laughs> you know, Halloween, Halloween's Jurassic Park. I mean, you name it. He's oh he was yeah, like, that's right, that's right. Huge, huge, huge. I mean, th- this guy, this guy knows the the type of stuff that we've grown up with. You know, yeah. And and you look at it. Hold on, I'm gonna get a list real quick of the stuff that he's done. It's just crazy as far as as far as uh, um, the things he worked on. And then all of a sudden, he just got real quiet. You know, 
Right. So he's got, uh, let's see, what was it? Pretty much all the classic movies. So he's got, started from... The bottom, now he's here. Well, really the, really the big, the big one for him, his first big movie, was Halloween. Okay, so he was a cinematographer on that, uh, for John Carpenter. They did The Fog with John Carpenter. They did Escape from uh, New York with John Carpenter. Halloween 2, The Thing. You know, he started doing uh, Back to the Future, Big Trouble in Little China. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3. You know, he's got Hook. Right. Uh, and on and on. Jurassic Park. But then he just kind of gets quiet around, I'd say, 2007, probably. You know, he okay. keeps working, but it's like Whisper. I don't know. Shannon's Rainbow. Jack and Jill. Crazy Kind of Love. Diablo, which I saw and it was horrible. <laughs> so it's nice to have him back. I think he's amazing. Yeah. You know, well, and, 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 and his very obvious skill set is going to, we would think, lend itself really well to this project, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and yeah, I guess gonna, it's going to be good. I'm like, speaking of Boba Fett, too, that actually kind of can transition a little bit to the next thing we're going to talk about. We'll get to Visions in a minute here with the trailer that came out. But one of the things. In Visions is Boba Fett, voiced by Tamara Morrison. So we don't know the the timeline where his episode takes place, but do you see a world where they have a little bit of a like a background tie-in from his Visions episode to the book of Boba Fett, like a character or not something? Really? Because I think they said most of the stuff is not canon. Well, I was gonna say because like my thought for it was that I don't I think Visions is more about fun. I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of story implications for any of it. So even though Star yeah, Wars is they're I'm like they're really liking their tie-ins and I think it's great. You know, especially like with we just talked about the end of Bad Batch, the uniform to Mandalorian, all this kind of stuff. Like I think all that stuff's great. But I do see Visions as a little bit of a separate uh side project that's gonna be fun and make people happy and all that kind of good stuff. I don't think it has big story implications or ties. Um but, you know, it's still worth mentioning that it is going to, in some capacity, have Tamara Morrison voicing Boba Fett. So that is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's cool, too. We did have the trailer come out, uh, what, like two days ago or something like that? Um, so. What's that? I said, I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so what'd you think, I guess? Let's just ask you that first. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I've I've seen a lot of, uh, whenever I have been online, the reactions I've seen to it have been basically, I'm just not that excited for it, is what I've seen. Well, I've seen that, and I've seen the, oh my God, OMG, you know. It, <laughs> the really, the thing is, is that there's, there. there's definitely some animation styles, anime styles of this that, that I know these stories are going to appeal to me. And there's some of the other ones where it's like super cute. Right, I know what you mean. That I that I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get into. Like, I, like I was, what I, I used to watch, Ten, I think it was Tenchi Muyo. This this show I used to watch when I was growing up had that sort of, uh, you know, super cute style with word balloons sometimes and all that. And I and I enjoyed it because it was that was the style. I'm not sure if that style fits Star Wars for me. I mean, I'm still going to watch it. Right, but you know, I'm not I'm not screaming excited that it's here. Right. That, I and, mean, and I, good. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that I, I think I think it's like a lot of that with 
so far with What If, right, for Marvel. I've enjoyed those those two first two episodes quite a bit. But it's not it doesn't take the place of going to a movie theater and seeing a Marvel movie to me. Right. You know, it, it's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna watch it. So I think that's part of what's gonna be timed about this really well. And that's before I get to my thoughts of it, that's something else I wanted to point out. I think based off of reading the announcement about it, I think they're all coming out the same day. They're not doing it on a weekly basis. Really? Because it says, quote, this is from StarWars.com on their official announcement about the trailer and the cast. It says, quote, experience the entire anthology when it debuts exclusively on Disney Plus on September 22nd, 2021. So because they said entire anthology when it debuts, I'm thinking that it's not going to be weekly, right? It's all at once. No, it's not. That feels like a pump and dump. Right. And it's nine episodes, I believe, like, like uh, between seven different studios, I believe they said, who are doing it. Um, well, and if and anybody... we Go ahead. We don't know if they're we don't know if they're half hour episodes or not. So they could be some of them could be 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that is possible. I, I think the expectation is for them to be about 22, because if they are, these are all Japanese anime studios who made these. So if they're sticking to their traditional style, it is like a 22 ish minute episode, we would think. Um, as far as like a standard, uh, but some of the cast for the English dub, just some highlights. Um, not going to go through everybody, but we have like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bobby Moynihan. I mentioned Timur Morrison, Neil Patrick Harris, Allison Brie, um, a whole bunch of really cool people and big names we know. George Takai. Like, there's some there's some big names doing <laughs> some of the voices for it too. So you never surprised the big names, okay? Well, I mean, he he's big within I, this world. I, I I saw <laughs> I saw somebody running around going. Oh my God! There's a Star Trek guy doing Star Wars. It's like, did you not watch the Clone Wars? Do you not remember? Oh, yeah, I say this is not the first time. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, if William Shatner did a voice, that'd be something. Right. But, so, uh, I guess what I would say is, overall, I'm looking forward to it. I, I wouldn't say I'm like you know crazy hyped or anything, but I am looking forward to it, and I think it's a good time because again, if it is September 22nd. That is right between the end of Bad Batch and the start of, uh, well, not right between, but it's it's between that and the start of Book of Boba Fett. So it feels like it's something that is again, it's kind of fun, some little bit of like a drip feed of new content that we can take for now. And uh, I agree with what you said, where um, the animation style of some of it, I'm like, this is great, looking forward to it, and then some of it, I'm like, all right, I'll have to bear through this one, just because it's not my thing, you know. But some of them look really good, too. And it's going to be it might work out well that they all come out at the same time for that reason, because I don't want to see it happen where if they have like two episodes in a row being released once a week that are the styles that I might not care for. And then I'm, by the time the third one comes out in three weeks, I might be like, oh, right. Eh. And my interest might be a little bit gone. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you I will start watching this the day it's released. Will I finish it the day it's released? I don't know. Depends on how some of it turns out, but uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I joke that it's and, but I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Like I said, I, I definitely agree. And like the, the the main ones that to me, just again, the visual style weren't great. Like the one where there's like the the grievous looking woman with like the multiple lightsabers, right? Um, like that that that's fine. And she like you know has like her things wrapped around the lightsaber like that looks like it'd be cool and all but that style doesn't really speak too much to me 
Um, whereas what it started with, the very first ones in the scenes in the trailer, and like the one where the dude like catches the lightsaber with the force, it would seem like that kind of stuff. Like that is way more up my alley for for visuals. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it's gonna be crazy hype or anything. It will probably get an episode about it after it comes out, and then that'll be it. But I'm still looking forward to it. It's new Star Wars. Can't really complain too much with that. Uh, one other thing I do want to point out about it, in case anybody didn't know, and this is also listed at the end of the Star Wars announcement on their page. It says, learn even more about the character in The Duel, which is the name of one of the episodes, um, in Star Wars Ronin, a visual novel, which is coming out on October 12th. Um, and it's available for pre-order. I know some of us have talked about that before. So you probably have heard about it, but in case you haven't or didn't hear that it was tied into one of the episodes, there's you read that. A, um, you read a lot of books at all? Uh, not really. Um, some, but not really. I'm not a big reader. Like I used to be uh, quite a bit. Um, I'm reading, you know, I'm very behind, but I'm reading the comics, and and that's pretty good. And, and they're doing the War of the Bounty Hunters right now, which is, you know, how uh, Han was stolen from, from Boba Fett before he's brought to Jabba the Hutt. But uh, it's pretty good. It's fu- It's fun stuff, you know. Yeah. But I don't. I don't read pretty much anything else. Is there? I, I've I've read the High Republic comic, but I haven't read any of the High Republic books. Um, I mean, I think that's all the books are concentrating now on the most part, right? It's just the High Republic stuff. You know, you mentioned High Republic stuff, and I'm like, that was a thing, wasn't it? It still is, apparently. Because <laughs> I completely forgot about that. You just mentioned it just now. There's 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 books on the regular coming out on this stuff. You know, if I was even a, an average reader, I couldn't keep up. It seems like if you want to follow the timelines, there is, uh, um, there's, what is it? There's the comic, the monthly comic, then there's the monthly kids comic. Then there's at least one book a month, maybe two books a month. And there's also like these younger ages books. So well, I- one of the shows um, that's down the road for Disney Plus was supposed to take place around the High Republic era. Yeah, the uh, Acolyte. Acolyte, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... This is take place at the end of the High Republic and the beginning of... Uh, what's it called? I forget their eras. The, like, the, the Jedi Order era, era, you know, the with Dooku and all that stuff. Right, right. I, I feel like... I mean, I know we got a couple years before that will come out, but, like, don't we have to somewhat ramp up and like make people aware of the high republic more than they are because again i know i'm a little bit like i i don't know i i feel like do you know what i'm saying like if they just were to come out with acolyte tomorrow which of course they're not going to but like if they were people would be like what's this what's this era like what's going on here and maybe no, they want to no. use that as an introduction but Look. So I don't I don't think so first and foremost, and then I'll get into something that me and somebody else talked about the other day, but I, I think since it's gonna be the end of it, you know, walk through or walk bys of, of characters that may have appeared in the, you know that could be in the show, yeah. it doesn't really it's not gonna really affect anything, you know. That could be. Um I, but the thing that the thing that, you know, Ellie Kings Drew and I were talking about the other day is I think the biggest problem that Star Wars has is that it feels disjointed. You know, you've got, with with Marvel, you've got everything going in sort of a linear fashion, right? 
with with uh, Star Wars, you know, for the average viewer, the person who isn't into it, like you or I, or, or even somebody who's a little bit less than us, is that okay? When does the sequel trilogy take place? You know, so so for them, they're like, okay, this takes place after this takes place after the movies I saw. But when's Mandalorian take place? Okay, so Mandalorian takes place in between, before the sequels, but after this. So when bad when does Bad Batch take place? Okay, Bad Batch hold on takes place before the movies with Luke, after the movies with young Anakin. And I don't understand. So when's this movie take? You know what I mean? Yeah. When does no, the Star Wars show take place? And, and it's kind of interesting because that's been Star Wars from the beginning. Because you know, like looking at. The original trilogy at the time that's all there was but it was the middle and then they go back and explain beforehand when they're done with that and then well, they do okay. the clone wars which as a series the clone wars is not in order of events and then they go back and then they do the sequels but while they're doing the sequels they go back between the originals and the sequels and do rogue one or between uh three and four to do rogue one uh, and then oh and there's rebels in there which takes place between clone wars and rogue one and then, oh, and then we're going to give you episode nine here. and Oh, and then there's Mandalorian, which is after nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's in the tradition of Star Wars to not be in order. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but that is a very real thing. Well, I think it was very easy in the beginning to go, okay, you have the original trilogy, and now this new trilogy takes place before that. Okay, right. that seems easy enough. Right. And then it's like, okay, here's the cartoon show. This takes place, this is the Clone Wars. Remember that big conversation about the Clone Wars? This is that. Okay, cool. I get it. it. takes place between two and three. And then it's like, okay, here's the sequels. You understand where this comes. Got it. Then once you start going, here's Solo. Here's Rogue One. Here's Mandalorian. Here's Obi-Wan. Here's Andor, which, you know that character that you thought died? Well, okay, this is him. But before right. that. But after this. And then once you start going, okay, here's the Acolyte. And you're like, okay, when's this one? Well, hold on. It's before episode one, but after that, books, it's just, it starts to get like, okay. Uh... I think, again, it's the same pattern that they've done since the beginning. It's just that they're making more things to right, right. expand that pattern even more. Right. And so, and so for me, part of me is like, okay, when you start dialing down in the minutiae, it, it may get a little bit difficult for the average viewer. That's, that's, yeah. all, my, that's all my thought is. It, well, no, and that's true. I, I feel like they're going to rely on hoping that the average viewer doesn't necessarily care when it happens. They just want to see a good story and then call it at that. But you have a point, though, and, and especially if somebody sees, as, you know, let's just say the first thing they've ever seen of Star Wars is Mandalorian, because believe it or not, there are people like that, right? So let's just say that that's their first experience. And then they're like, okay, so they want to start getting into this stuff more. And like, okay, well, let's just look into it. They go to Wikipedia and look at this stuff. And then it's kind of like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> like, what is all this? It is a little bit of a mess. And I think you can figure it out, of course. But it's not well, as simply laid out as some of the other things like you were mentioning before with the MCU. Like, my parents have, uh, my, parents have my Disney Plus account. Mm -hmm. And when I first moved to Idaho, I lived with them for almost a year until we got settled and got a place. Uh, and my dad and I watched Bad Bat, uh, not Bad Bat, excuse me, uh, Mandalorian. And then I'd go over to his house to watch, you know, it as it was, was released. And then I just get a random text from my mom the other day. And she goes, what's The Force Awakens? I was like, what? 
What? And I go, you talk about like Force Awakens with old Han Solo, and she's like, yeah, just because it's on, it's on TV right now, and your dad's watching it. And I said, you guys have never seen The Force Awakens. I've never told you to watch it before in your lifetime. <laughs> and she goes, I don't think we've ever seen it. When does it take place? I says, it takes place after the one Return of the Jedi. You remember that one? Yes, I remember that one. So they start watching it. And uh, I said, your dad liked it. It was really good. I said, okay, have you seen Last Jedi? <laughs> he doesn't know. I said, well, here's the movie poster. Does this look familiar? No. I said, well, it's on Disney+. Plus. We're watching it on TV, so maybe we'll get to it on Disney+. Plus later. Said, All right. You know, this is 60-year-old, <laughs> 60, 70-year-old. 60 uh, sorry, more than 60. This is like 70-year-old, uh, you know, people going, I don't what's Star Wars? So, <laughs> I don't know. I just wonder if they if they lose it. it, it it's pretty much easy to, to watch whatever, you know, Marvel show comes out and know where it fits in the timeline because it's pretty much after or around the ones you just watched recently. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think well, I think they need to pick a time. Like I think they need to pick a timeline and just stick to it or start really branding these things so people can understand it. Like if it's Star Wars, you know, the Empire, Star Wars, there was you know they have these Star Wars. Um, what is it? Uh, the Resistance Era, or whatever they're called. They have these brands already, but they're not using them. Honestly, I think they need to have a brand for the Mandalorian is Star Wars and the Era, so people can kind of see it that way. You know what I mean? Right. Well, uh, the the last well, potentially last thing I wanted to bring up is actually about timelines, but not of the stories, but release timeframes. So we have uh. Book of Boba Fett's coming out in December. They've already wrapped filming. We know this, right? Because it's coming out in a few months. Uh, Kenobi reportedly just wrapped filming like last week or sometime, relatively recently. And depending on who you ask, they may or may not be filming Mandalorian Season 3 right now. (laughs) It just depends on who you check with. Well, I thought it was funny because somebody said they're filming it, and then who is it? Uh, uh, Apollo. He's like, nah, it's September. (laughs) Well, all right, maybe it's your seeds in September, and thanks for letting me know you're in it, but, you know. Yeah, it's really confusing. I don't know. But the point is, at some point, that will be happening. So the the timeline that I've heard, and this is a speculated timeline based off of what the different status of production of these shows, um, people are saying who have visions next month in September. We have Book of Boba Fett in December that can run through what? Why wouldn't it be November? Well, they said coming this December at the end of Mandalorian, didn't they? Mm, I guess so. Plus, also, I, I think the previous Mandalorians opened on November, didn't they? Like right around Thanksgiving time? Yeah, it was like end of October, beginning of November, I think. Something like, well, uh, yeah, cause I think October 30th was last season, I think. But the first season before that was like November 6th or something. I could be making that up, but somewhere around there. Um, Man, I think I think if they're doing shows now on what Wednesdays is that the day, or they're doing it Fridays? Well, Star Wars has been Fridays, and Marvel has been Wednesdays. So, well, if if they switch everything key. over to Wednesday, Book of Boba Fett on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving might be a pretty good slot. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, because I can tell you right now. 
me and my family were watching Book of Boba Fett whether they want to or not. <laughs> well, and I feel like uh, I think I heard the other day they said there's going to be a Disney Plus day in November. Is that right? There is. Yeah. So, almost like a, what was it? The DC Fandom kind of deal. Right. So we'll have that too. But uh, either way, let's just say that it does start, you know, early December. Let's, let's just say that. So then it will run through uh, what? How long do we expect it to be? What was that? Yeah. I would think it's probably eight episodes. Okay. So at, at the bare minimum, because they it almost feels like they go out of their way to tell you, I'm sorry, just so you don't get too excited. Obi-Wan is only eight or six. Right, 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 right. So let's just say it runs through early February or so. Okay. I've seen people say that Kenobi could be the next thing to start after that in like April, maybe sometime around spring. That's a relatively fast post-production, but if it's only six episodes, maybe they can do it. Like, I don't know. We'll see. So let's just say April to start of June or so. That might be enough time for Andor to come out because there it's pretty close with the production timeline to Kenobi, right? Overall. Okay. All right. And then what? Then either we'll see again timelines, Mandalorian season three, hopefully, and or a Bad Batch season two. I don't think Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian is going to be every, and I think it'll be end of the year, twenty twenty two. So we're just basically going to skip this year, then get back to the same time frame for next year, and have everything else in the mean, like Bad Batch and you know Book of Boba Fett, all this other stuff to kind of fill. Yeah, this year. I think so. I, I think there'll be probably Andor and Andor and uh, Obi Wan this year, and then a bunch of other stuff that'll be coming out from from uh, Marvel. Um, Bad Batch season three, possibly or season two, possibly another another uh, TV show, another cartoon. True. It, it and it feels like it feels like they're really far behind on a lot of their stuff. I don't understand why it feels that way. Like like when we had the when we had the Disney Day before, and it was like we're ready to announce She Hulk. Oh my God, She Hulk. We're ready to announce Moon Knight. Whoa, Moon Knight's coming. Right. And they're already in the middle of filming these shows. Some of them that they announced there, Hawkeye is done filming already. Right. You know, and so they've got Andor, which was already filming, I think, when they announced. When they announced it feels like that show's been filming forever. I mean, they, they um, at least had concept art and stuff at the Disney. They did. Day. But, it, but, you know... I haven't heard any update on Lando. Right. Um, you know, or I think I think maybe we'll get the droids next year if it's mostly animated. Yeah, that would make sense. It, I know it, it's so easier like, to drop in. Like with Ahsoka, we've heard a lot of rumors about casting relating to that show. So it's in some form of pre-production if they're doing casting currently, but that probably won't be out until 23, I would think. Right, and it would make sense to do like, bam, you got Boba Fett. I mean, uh, you've got Mandalorian. Now you've got Ahsoka. Now you've got whatever else it is. You know that they're gonna, fact, they're probably gonna announce something else. Yeah, I, I yeah, Ahsoka's definitely gonna come after Mandalorian season three. Not only because, again, theoretically, they're already filming that. Maybe, kind of, we'll see. But also, 
they've said that like Mandalorian and Ahsoka and at the time Rangers of the New Republic and all this was going to kind of come together to make a big thing. Right. So I definitely see a world where Ahsoka follows Mandalorian season three so that they can maybe kind of get more groundwork for Ahsoka potentially in Mandalorian still. I mean, that's getting a little far ahead, but I, I could see something like that happening too. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, we have again confirmed next month on the 22nd, there's some Star Wars stuff coming out with Visions. And then from there, that's the end of September. We're within, uh, you know, a couple months basically of Book of Boba Fett coming out. And then we'll be happy with that for a little while. And then again, once that's done, we should be able to have somewhat of rap- rapid fire of cool Star Wars stuff happening like with Kenobi and whatnot but we'll see I, I think the last thing I just want to, to mention with that too I'm a little surprised that we haven't had a, a set picture of Hayden from that yet if they're, if they're done filming now I know like if they're doing a lot of stuff in the volume that helps but I'm actually kind of surprised that they haven't had any visual leaks from that yet are you or or no? No, because we got we got zero visual leaks from uh, Mandalorian. We didn't even see Grogu. Well, Probably. yeah, well that that is true, but there was an entire plot leak like early early on. Um, like I almost forgot about it by the time the show had actually come out early on. Okay, there so was a the plot leak that he's protecting a child, and then separate there was plot leaks that. We might get introduced to Yoda species, but nobody thought the child he's protecting is a baby Yoda, and that it would be called Baby Yoda for so long too. <laughs> I know, and still want to call him Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's kind of great. Um, and then I, uh, I'll go ahead and mention too. This is a again a quick minor spoiler alert for anybody who wants to avoid it regarding Ahsoka. I mentioned that they were doing some casting for based off of rumors. Um, this isn't not surprising to anybody but based off of these rumors if they're true they are casting for ezra um which is i am drawing a blank right now on his name but the guy who played aladdin yeah who ezra's based on any anyways well <laughs> so yeah honestly um so by Free rumors God. him by rumors lars mickelson for uh thrawn and they were looking at, I think, three different women to be playing Sabine. So, yes, there's that. <laughs> Just tossing that out there if nobody had heard. Um, so I think we're good for that. I th- okay, so. I'm going to make one one quick little announcement thing for just us moving forward with the show and some a potential slight change in format. But before I do that, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> you have the floor temporarily. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, um, I'm kind of disappointed. There doesn't seem to be much in the way of excuse me, Star Wars merchandise I like anymore. I kind of get that. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I have the I have the Mandalorian. Um, what is it? Uh, the Mandalorian season one concept art book. I don't believe that they've announced the season two. You know, they 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 canceled the visual guide, which was which was the thing I liked. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be cool if they released some expanded versions of the soundtracks or some remastered versions of the soundtracks. They haven't done that. Yeah. They 
they're not releasing anything on on uh, physical media, which is kind of weird. Randomly, Disney out of nowhere just drops stuff, though. It's like, you know, you think Disney is getting away from their, you know, the rumor is Disney's getting away from their their um their library, right? They're getting away from releasing stuff, their back catalog. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, guess what? 4K Roger Rabbit, end of the year. Like, oh, okay, cool. So, where's like 4K, you know, Mandalorian season one? No. <laughs> no or even since they bought out uh, 20th Century Fox, like there's Alien is out there in 4K, but not the rest of the series. Die Hard's out there in 4K, not the rest of the series. It's almost like, you know, they've, they've turned off the spigot on some of these things. Yeah. No, I, I, do kind of, I do kind of agree with that, because like, to an extent, there was always, especially with the movies, there was something coming out like the the concept art books, like you said, or um, Ultimate Dictionaries. Like, there's always there's something like that coming out for, for us to be looking forward to a release. Um, not a whole lot right now. Yeah, kind of. I kind of miss it, and it also almost seems like with some of the stuff, they're not going to release that much of them because, I mean, honestly, they're going to just have to retcon it most of the time, anyways. You know, who knows if if you want to, you can't really say much about Grogu because his story hasn't been written yet. So I don't know. You put out a thing with Boba Fett in it, and his whole life story is going to be changing probably pretty soon. But there's not there's not the hype stuff out there right now, which is sad. And, and even when there is, it's like okay, Loki, like for for Disney Plus, Loki was cool. Um, WandaVision was cool. Uh, Falcon, Winter, Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier was was cool. Yeah. But where's the where's the hype stuff surrounding it? You know what I mean? You no, know it's interesting to me. I don't understand why. By far, the most promotion I'm seeing right now for the MCU is Falcon Winter Soldier. Like Recently? on YouTube? Yeah, like on YouTube. Like I still get ads for it right now and everything. I'm like, I don't understand who Maybe I'm getting an ad for this. Maybe it's because they announced Captain America 4? Wait, what? They just announced that they signed him for Captain America 4. Like, okay, I, 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 I get it. I, I assumed that. he was doing it. Yeah, like huh. like during the, during the press junket for Shang... Shang Song Chi, they uh, said that they had just signed Anthony Mackie uh, for Captain America Four. Huh. I mean, that makes so sense. Maybe it, I just yeah, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like okay, I expected that. Yeah. No, yeah, but that's that's cool though to know. Yeah, but it's not the first time though because I actually could talk. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I got a screenshot of YouTube. This was a couple months ago. Probably a few months ago at this point, actually, um, of an ad that I got on YouTube, right? And it was the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. A couple months ago? Yep. And it, like, it, was, it was the actual trailer. Like, and at the end, it said tickets available now in December, like for, to be, for the movie coming out in December. Wow. And I'm like, this isn't exactly on time. Just saying. I'm gonna look here in case I don't find it. I don't want to take too long. So let me go ahead and while I'm looking through oh, real quick, real quick, here, while yeah. you're looking through your, all that stuff, there was a random rumor that came out, and you know, really random. It, it's probably more wishful thinking that that I'm even bringing it up, but that supposedly, um, 
there's going to be a Finn series. That, I feel like that has been a rumor on and off for a while. It has been. And, you know, I think the only way that you do it or, or can get it done is if you just give um, Boyega almost carte blanche to do whatever he wants. You know he's I he's mean, got his own he's got his own production house. You, you know, let him hi, let him write it or hire writers. Let him direct it or hire directors. Let him choose. You know, let him choose everybody. He, they screwed him over. Sorry, they did. Right. You know, as a sort of mea couple, let him do it. And and one of the interesting things I think would be to you could tie it into the Lando series in a lot of ways, depending on when the Lando series takes place. But if it's Lando, as he's older with Jana, you know, you could then have Finn be in there with Jana going to what? Um, liberate more people like himself, you know, that were that were taken as, as uh, uh, slaves of the Empire. You know, taking his young children. Right. Maybe, maybe he goes and finds his family. You can also show him using the Force or developing the Force. But I, I think, I think if you, if they're gonna start doing stuff in the in the sequel era, then it, they should all string it together. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. We were talking earlier about linear. So if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna have if you're gonna have stuff in that era, it should all be in that era. It should all somehow fit together. I agree. I think it would be a little bit of a challenge for them to actually do it, just knowing how it normally operates. But it would be a good idea. Well, I, I, you know, like like we talked about, you know, there's the Mandalorian, right? And the Book of Boba Fett still kind of fits within that era. And then Ahsoka's going to fit within that era. So if you're just like a person who's like, I don't know what this is, but I just saw that Ahsoka, she was in Mandalorian, and I just saw Boba Fett, and he was in there. So they all kind of fit within that realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the same thing should be sort of with this other stuff. You're, if you have a... I think you have a chance of alienating or confusing people if you have like a young... Lando, primarily. Then what? That's just another story. That's just a story that's out there. It's not going to lead into anything necessarily, unless you do like a another solo series. So I did find it. By the way, it was a little longer ago than I thought, but still way too late for it. So it was November twenty fifth. <laughs> um, oh. but it's still about a year after the movie comes out, right? And it was the original trailer for it. Like it says, the film is not yet rated. At the bottom, December twentieth, tickets available now. How's Almost a year after it How's the movie holding up for you? Fine, like yeah, the, the same. But it was for me. I had I don't know if anybody remembers. I had the very unpopular opinion at the time of it was one of my favorite Star Wars movies, and nothing's really changed with any of that for me. So, I think I think for me, nothing's really changed either. My only. My only thing seems to be from from what I've read, you know, in the many, many, many years since it first came out, is that Abrams was under a constraint to bring it in at a certain time, sort of. Yeah. And and I wish he would have been given more for Abrams. I wish they would have been given more freedom to just expand it out. Yes. You know, like that's one of. That... Good. Like that's one of the things that still kind of annoys me just based off of what was being said at the time that he had like what like an four almost four hour cut or something like that of Rise of Skywalker, right? Oh sure. And yeah. that it had to be and he was he had cut it down to like 
I think they said like between two and a half to three hours, something like that. And then this is all rumors. Of course, I don't know this firsthand, but supposedly Disney was like, yeah, it has to be way shorter than that. You need to make it more like a little over two kind of thing. And so he somewhat had his hand forced into cutting it down. So people talk about the pacing issues. And half of that is not necessarily his fault based off of what he had originally filmed. And for me, if you're making what is supposed to be the grand finale of the Skywalker saga, now again, people talk about there being an episode 10 eventually, blah, 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 blah. But with this being at least the Skywalker saga grand finale, I'd be down for a three-hour movie. That's fine. I mean, look at it. uh, Infinity War in multiple parts, Endgame. Excuse me, Snyder Cut. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can do that with Star Wars. It's fine. We don't mind. (laughs) Well, because, like, for for some of the stuff that, uh, what is it, uh, the Webish Bog or whatever, that that whole thing that that Kylo was supposed to go to the Oracle. Yeah. Absolutely pointless. But I wanted to see it. Because that's that's what Star Wars is, that kind of stuff. I agree, yep. You know, when you when you look at as far as moving the story forward, when you look at you know, I was talking to I was talking to a friend about this. When you look at a new hope, right? Mm-hmm. The die the Dianoga sequence. It doesn't really do anything. But it's fun. It's Star Wars. You know, it's just you know, them getting into into the trash compactor and getting out, you know, obviously you're gonna have Two things that happens to them in there. One is he gets attacked by a creature, and the other is the walls closing. And okay, do you need both? Like I can imagine Disney going, "Do we really need both? You know, can't we just have it be the walls close in? Do we really have to spend time, you know, to have this creature? We've got to get it under a certain amount of time." And it's like I'd rather see, spend some time breathing, seeing this creature, you know, or this oracle, and learning things like that. Because, uh, you know, uh, wasn't the scene where when, when Kylo and, and uh, when Kylo first runs into Darth, uh, sorry, uh, Emperor Palpatine, right? Right. And he, and the, the, was it the fleet comes out of the ground, right? I think the fleet was a later scene, wasn't it? I think that is right I, it's hard to remember back to when all that was coming out like the order of who has said what when but i think that is right right and they just said okay well let's just put it here because you know it introduces it, it doesn't really make a ton of sense i mean it's not like it's like you know oh my god this movie's stupid because the fleet appears out of nowhere well okay but you know it, it just the idea that he had to shorten things up or tighten things up to an extent that he's moving whole scenes together just because Disney wants a shorter runtime when well, this also, really, like you said, should have been the longest one. Also, including some of the complaints that people had too. They're like, well, like they just totally skipped over how Palpatine's there. Like, you know, they need to explain how is he back, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I'm pretty sure somebody said they had like an entire scene explaining that <laughs> originally. And that's part of what had to be cut. Like, it's so weird because at face value, Disney from the beginning has been very, we're supplying the money. Lucasfilm is making the product. Everybody's happy because then we also get the money. So it's a win-win, right? And then we hear all this other stuff and it's like, I kind of got to press the doubt button based off of this, you know? Right. I, I don't know. At the same yeah, time. I don't think it's, 
bad what we got at all. I just wish it was right. longer. No, I, I yeah, for sure. I, I would agree with that for sure. And, and I feel like, again, at the end of the day, it's really easy to get on Disney for everything that they're doing that we disagree with. But at the same time, let's be fair. We have by far the most Star Wars that we've ever had because of Disney, if we're being honest. You know, including. Well, I agree. Some, some people say stuff. it's what they don't like, though. But yeah, I haven't really seen people say they don't like Mandalorian. Right. And it's not yet. It's only a matter of time, I suppose. Well, yeah, but for now, <laughs> including that. So, anyway, all right. So, I just want to say real quick before we're done, um, what we're going to be doing for the future is we're going to start moving toward regularly having live broadcasts for our shows, and then, of course, they'll still be uploaded afterward to the typical feeds and all that. But instead of us recording it privately in our little closet with one light bulb hanging from the ceiling, we're going to actually try to do it live more consistently. So in the past, we've done that through the Podbean app. Uh, most likely, moving forward, we're going to try to start doing that in a Discord server. Uh, we started using Discord to record these podcast episodes years ago. Like, years ago. Like At the time, I didn't know a single person who used Discord for podcasts yet. Okay. Um, it is a little bit more common now, especially post COVID and like when the zoom world started and all that discord is one of the things that kind of took off once that happened. Um, so I think it's increasingly popular for this type of thing now. Uh, so we have that server and I'm going to be going through the process over the next few days of kind of transforming it from a recording based server into more of a community based server. So people can, uh, join it for various things with like news and discussions, conversations, all that. And as part of it, I'm going to hope to get a, a, a virtual stage set up so that we can record these episodes, broadcasting them live within our Discord server. People can post, can, can listen live, post questions, and interact with us as we're recording it if anybody would like to. And uh, we'll get that posted later on our feeds as a normal episode. So I think that sounds really cool. I, I know there are a lot of really cool opportunities of interaction we can do with that. So there will be more on that down the line and, and hopefully within a few days I can, or by, at least by next week, I'll have that set up and ready to go and get some links out to people who want to join it. But I want to let everybody know about that. So if it sounds interesting, hopefully you can uh, join that and uh, help our, help get our numbers up real quick and get people interested, get people involved. And it can be a good kind of Star Wars community thing. So anyway, there's that. Uh, I think we're good for now. We got a, a pretty decent catch up of, the current state of Star Wars and what's going on. Um, and basically, to sum up the entire episode, uh, Bad Batch was good, and we got more good stuff on the way, right? Isn't that a good way to summarize it? Basically. Yeah, yeah Bad, Batch was, Bad Batch was really good, honestly. My yeah. only complaint, let me give me one, my one complaint. All right. They need to get out of their uniforms. Okay. That's it. That's the only complaint. If If, if you're on the run... From the Empire and your wanted men, the idea that you're still walking around in your uniforms makes zero sense. It's not like they're it's not like they could be clones and just blend in. <laughs> they're the bad guys. Uh, yeah, that is a good point. I feel like that could be a good season two thing for them to do. Like if they don't address that in season two, then it's gonna get really like, okay, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, because the one was that Rex showed up and Rex is like, I have my uniform on, but I have a hoodie. Or a robe, <laughs> right? Like, come on, man! You, you, your uniform's got to stink by now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that would be my only complaint, and that's you know, 
That's a minor complaint, really. But it's also a legitimate complaint at the same time. So, I suppose. It's not like Cat Lady and Rebels. She just kept showing up every episode because they couldn't do anything else. They're obviously not going to change their clothes every episode. But yeah, like you said, season two with them changing into something might be might be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now that you say that, it's going to be like on my mind until it happens when the new season starts. Whenever yeah, that they is. They need to change. They need to kind of go on incognito. And hey, okay, all right, all right. Well, I, I promise, I know we already did kind of wrap up, I promise. Last question, I just want to know. Who is your favorite of the cameos from Bad Batch? We got, you know, Cad Bane and Hera. I'm assuming it's one of those two, even though there are a couple other people also. But who was your favorite? Flat out, Cad, flat out Cad Bane. Okay. Cause, cause, unless, I'm, like, unless I'm missing one. And other than Cad well, like Bane. Rex. Well, not even. Rex is not a big. I mean, I like Rex, but Rex is not a big, you know, important character for me. I, the main thing about Rex for me is that, like, I, I'm. He's. Isn't a big important character for me, but I think he was the by far the most expected person to pop up in the show, so it wasn't really a big deal when he did. I would say the the biggest cameo was the Attack of the Clone music for uh, Camino. Oh, that was cool. I did like that when it popped up. I was like, ooh, ooh! I was like that stupid, uh, stupid meme of uh, you know, um, what is it? Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Point at the screen. I was like, yes, yeah. yes. I know that's, that song. That's kind of what I did. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Well, it's a, like it's a deep cut, you know. I, you know, obviously for me, I, I can never put Attack of the Clones at the top of my list. Um, but it, it, boy, it's a personal favorite of mine just because of everything that's in it. Right. You know, just you know, I like creatures. There's tons of creatures. You know, I like care. There's just so many characters and creatures and worlds and everything. It's like. If you don't have him just kind of go crazy in that, you don't get the Clone Wars. Right. You know, there's there's so much cool stuff to love in it, so. No, I, again, I, I agree. I mean, I've said from the beginning, my least favorite Star Wars movie is still one of my favorite movies of all time, and it is not Attack of the Clones. So, yeah, I agree. What's your least favorite? Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. Which, again, I love. I love that movie, but it's my least favorite of all the Star Wars movies. I can see that. But but I want to emphasize the word least favorite. Not that I dislike it. Keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, for me, even for me, even, um, you know, I would defend like Temple of Doom as being the second best Indiana Jones film. Sometimes even in, you know, depending on what day it is for me, there are certain days of the year that it becomes my favorite. Mm-hmm. But uh, with a movie like Last Crusade, it's a lot of people's favorite, but it's like, no, it's not my favorite. But it's still a damn awesome Indiana Jones film, right? Yeah, like 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 Last Crusade is my favorite, but they're all good. Crystal Skull is good. It is not my like I don't rank it at this quite the same level as the other three, but it's good. Yeah, I still watch it. Yeah. You know what it's Tim? You know what it's like to just have your dog bust open the door that you're in and just start biting your hand and attacking you. That's twice she's done it, or he's done it. Excuse me. <laughs> oh. And like jumping on your back and trying to fight you. It's like, I'm trying to finish up here, and I got teeth on me. All right, time to go. All right, well, I hope you get that situation settled up pretty well. And awesome. everybody's listening awesome. to this. I love this dog. Well, let's wish Mark well and hope he doesn't get maimed. 
and uh, by by the wild beast. And then we will uh, we'll be back next time, hopefully live again. We'll see what happens with that. But have a good day, evening, night, morning, whatever it is, everybody. Bye. Oh no, the rancor. <laughs> oh, excuse my French. <laughs>